Hello, everyone. Welcome to Binge 10. I'm Larry Goldman. This is the best of TV coming up for the week of April 26th. I think I've got that right. The days are definitely starting to blend together. Uh, but first, here is the best stuff that I watched last week, which will also be some of the good stuff for next week. Um, so first of all, I'm still dipping into Quibi here. Um, uh, Dummy came out on Quibi. This is with Anna Kendrick and uh, Commissioner Gordon's partner from Gotham, Donna Logue. Um, Anna is, befriends her boyfriend's sex doll. Uh, yes, that's what she does. Uh, the sex doll talks, uh, but we find out, well, maybe it's just a, some sort of projection of Anna's personality, but they are friends. Anna and the sex doll are friends. The sex doll helps her, you know, write uh, TV scripts and movie scripts and helps her with her job. But sometimes she also kind of gets Anna in trouble. Um, in general, I think it's pretty funny. I'm definitely recommending it. You should watch this. Um, number two, second thing I watched this week, I did cave in. I did cave in. I watched Too Hot to Handle. Um, you know, sometimes, you know, every time you turn on Netflix and there's that one show that just constantly is just staring at you every time you open up, it's right there. Um, uh, I did have, you know, a couple too many quarantine happy hour drinks and convinced the family, why don't we give this a shot? Uh, and I gave it a shot. And then of course I watched the whole thing. Um, it is as bad as you think it is. It, it, the contestants are so dumb. Um, the one openly admits it and, and it's kind of funny, but that's why you're watching a show like that because they're dumb. You're not watching this to get anything out of it. You're, you're watching this to get humor, to see some really stupid people do some really stupid stuff. So I'm, I am recommending this, put yourself in the right move, have some drinks, get goofy and just go ahead and, and make fun of these contestants root for them, whatever you want to do in the end. This is a show about really good looking people and they are really good looking, uh, trying not to have sex with each other. That's what it is. My teenager thought, you know, Oh, a whole show of girls in bikinis. That sounds like a pretty good idea. So we watched it all. Uh, I'm only recommending this if you're inebriated. Um, I did watch Waco on Netflix. This is with Tyler Kitsch Riggins from, uh, you know, Friday Night Lights. He's David Koresh. He's the head of the Branch Davidian. You know, I, I remember this whole standoff and what happened. And um, what's interesting about this, I, I, I only watched it because I had nothing else to watch. But it wound up being kind of interesting because it's told from, from two points of view based on basically two, two books. One of them is a survivor guy named Tibbs. Uh, so he actually got out. He did not burn up. He got out of the house alive. And the other one's from the FBI hostage negotiator who disagreed with, you know, most of the FBI's decisions. Um, so both these guys wrote books and then uh, they took both of these books and they, and they made this miniseries out of it. It's just six shows. So I had never heard this point of view. And, and so it was much more interesting than I thought it was going to be. Uh, don't get me wrong, uh, Koresh and the people in this cult still come across as nutcases. The congregation comes across as a flock who can't think for themselves. 
And the ATF and the FBI come across as completely incompetent and maybe murderers. Um, we've talked about how fictional movies are like the worst FBI agents in the world. Well, this is real FBI agents, and they're just absolutely terrible. They're stupid. They're dumb. And they make, you know, uh, mistakes that get people killed. Um, this is not a bad watch. Again, I thought it was a lot better than I, I thought it was going to be. Um, I've been talking about Afterlife for a little while. This is Ricky Gervais's show on Netflix. It's in season two. I've been telling you to catch up on season one the last couple of weeks. It did come out on Friday for season two. Now, it is a dark comedy. I, you know, I'm not saying it's not a dark, dark comedy. But in season one, Gervais's character was angry. He was mad. He yelled at people, made fun of people. He called them all sorts of weird names. And it was really funny to watch even given the dark overtone of that, you know, he's mourning for a dead wife. At the end of season one, he kind of had a breakthrough and he was kind of moving on with life. I've only watched a couple episodes of season two and he's kind of showing him in kind of a relapse mode. He still can't get over the death of his wife. Well, we already did this in season one. So it seems like we're having the same discussion over and over and over again. I got to tell you, this was a really, really hard watch. Um, there's a couple laughs. Yeah, there's a couple laughs in there. But it's just having the same discussion about how disappointed he is over and over and over again. Uh, you know, it's always bad for a half an hour show if you're pausing it in the middle to see how much time is left. You know, I did that. I'm like, oh, my God, there's still 12 minutes left. Um, you know, I'm going to give this a, a few more because I, I did highly recommend this one and I'm still recommending season one. And maybe it's just the environment we're in that, you know, something as dark and as depressing as this is just absolutely unbearable right now to watch. Um, as promised, I did watch, uh, the good fight this week. Um, uh, you know, I still have a couple days left on CBS all access. Uh, this has been on for a while. It's not a new show, but it's only been on all access. This is the spinoff from The Good Wife, which I liked, which I liked. The first episode of this season was a ridiculous episode. It's one, it's a 60-minute dream sequence about, you know, Hillary winning the election instead of Trump, but the world still isn't right, you know, whatever. And then the second episode actually kicked in with the new fl- new plot. Firm's been bought by this huge conglomerate of law, law firm. Um, that's run by Tom Larroquette, always like Tom Larroquette. Um, and there's some mysterious conspiracy called Memo 618, where large companies and rich people can somehow skirt the law. They don't have to answer to subpoenas. They don't have to show up in court. Um, they have to do anything like that. Um, so uh, I wasn't really thrilled with these couple episodes, but I, I do have to say I'm really interested in this Memo 618 kind of plot. I'd really like to see where it's going. My free trial is going to run out. Uh, so I may pick up the series, you know, after it's finished and get another free trial so I can binge it just to see where that's going. Uh, I, I put this kind of in the okay category. Um, also CBS all access. I saw that, uh, they put out little 10 minute quibby shorts from the star Trek discovery series. It's called star Trek shorts. It's all kind of good stuff. Just like 10 minutes. Uh, also a little bit different on ESPN last Sunday, they started the last dance 
uh, ESPN is well known for very, very quality documentaries. So that's nothing new, but the last dance uh, might be the best one ever. So this is the story about Michael Jordan's last season with the bulls. It's the sixth championship win and the second three Pete. Um, but you know, it was kind of, but, but it really goes back in time. It talks about the history of the bulls, what they were like before these championships, what Jordan was like before these championships, how Jordan came up in the league. And and, and though the majority is about Michael Jordan, uh, they also talk about Jerry Krause, the general manager. They talk about Scottie Pippen's contractual issues. I can't believe that guy only made $2 million a year while they were winning six championships. Um, This is extremely well done. It's extremely interesting. Any sports fan will enjoy it. Of course, if you're from Chicago, it's great to relive this time. How much fun it was, you know, when we were winning at something. Um, uh, it's fun to see Michael Jordan talking, you know, today about the past, sitting there drinking a little scotch right next to him and seeing the inside scoop 23 years ago where, where Michael Jordan wasn't always a great guy, you know, and, you know, they didn't edit that stuff. They showed him for, for what he was, a, a huge competitor who, who wasn't always uh, the nice guy who did Space Jam with, like, you know, Bugs Bunny and everybody. Uh, finally, uh, Defending Jacob. This came out on Friday, Apple TV. Three episodes are out. This is with Chris Evans, otherwise known as Captain America, and Michelle Dockery. She's from Downton Abbey and Good Behavior. Um, Chris Evans is conflicted because he's the district attorney, and his son might have possibly committed a murder. Um, I'm not spoiling anything for you. It is called defending Jacob. And that's what he's doing. His son is Jacob. We'll see how this rolls out. I thought it was pretty decent. I'm sticking with it. Uh, very interested to see where it goes and how it goes. Though, if you listen to the, um, uh, the dialogue very carefully, they slip in some foreshadowing in a bunch of places. And so you could probably catch up on that. But of course, if you can only watch 10 things this week, what will you watch? So a couple things. Uh, I finished my first two Quibi series. The Most Dangerous Game finished this week and Flipped ended this week. Both were really good. A really different way to watch TV, right? You watch it every single day and it's over in about a week or two. Uh, I think both of these had between 10 and 15 shows, about eight minutes a piece. So you're talking like 150 minutes. Most Dangerous Game was really great. You do get frustrated with some of Helmsworth's decisions. Um, you know, it gets a little annoying. You know, hey, you know, if you're standing next to the guy that's killing you and that guy has a knife, you know, hey, social distancing. Maybe stand a few feet away, not right next to him. Because guess what? He might stab you. Um, but uh, it was pretty good stuff. Clearly, they're going to have a season two. I, I like the fact that they could really do this with a new superstar actor every year that you might want to try to hunt down and kill. So I think it's going to be really interesting every year. Um, uh, Flipped finished as well. It was really funny. End to end. Clearly going to be a season two of that. It'd be interesting to see how fast they roll it out. You know, it's basically for 10-minute shows, do you really have to wait a whole year? Or can you kind of milk out two or three seasons a year? Um, Better Call Saul finished up this week. There was probably not a bad episode in this all season. It might have been one of the best seasons. I got to believe we're getting close to catching up to the Breaking Bad timeline. 
I, I got to believe that either next season or maybe the season after that, I got to believe they'll call it quits with this. It'll be really interesting to see how they do it. If they're just going to catch up to breaking bad or like they've done a couple times, are they going to start showing what happened to Saul after breaking bad? You know, they show all those kind of foreshadowing little clips about him, you know, working at, I don't know what it is, a subway or a coffee, uh, coffee shop of some sort. Um, so better call Saul off the list this week. Uh, so my top 10 is this. So run, you know, with Merritt Weaver, we learned a little bit more about her character last week. Haven't heard much about, you know, the boyfriend that she's hanging out with. Um, you know, hopefully things will pick up a little bit of steam this week. Uh, better things. Sam throws a bot mitzvah this week. You know, how could that not be funny? And her ex comes in and that always fires up the whole family. Um, eight man with a plan. This great show this week, how to get out of doing stuff you don't want to do. Like take your daughter to the mall or babysit your grandson. Um, great. Always a great episode. Brockmeyer. Joe Buck was on Brockmeyer this week. Anytime Joe Buck is on Brockmeyer, it's a canvas episode. Um, dispatches from elsewhere is number six. This episode wasn't my favorite. We got a little more insight into what happened with Clara, how intentions kind of got diverted. Season finales this week. I'd love to see them back up at number two or three. Basically they've got two choices. They could either end this in a very interesting way or they could go a very sappy route. We'll see which way they go. Uh, Homeland Carrie was at her best this week. Whenever Carrie can convince somebody who hates her guts to do something for her. It's always a good episode, you know, because you just can't believe these people are that stupid. Anytime Carrie says, I need you to do this for me. Why does that convince people to do it for her? Just because she said, I need you to do it. Series finale this week. I hope they end big. Uh, Four on Westworld. Didn't like this episode so much. The Ed Harris plotline isn't my favorite part of the show. Uh, we did see some interesting stuff, though, about how, how the different Doloreses can deviate from their original programming, how they can kind of get their own wants and needs as one of the Doloreses tries to save her family. Uh, she winds up getting blown up anyway. Uh, hopefully we'll get back on track this week. So I moved up to Coma FD uh, because some of the other shows had a weaker episodes. You got Dungeons and Dragons this week. You have a... Uh, a speed eating professional on, the, on the, the show this week. These guys just come up with the greatest stuff. Number two, Killing Eve. Villanelle redefines what a killer clown is this week. Awesome, awesome stuff. She definitely doesn't like children. Um, and number one, I put number one, The Bulls Last Dance ESPN. Just love that show. They're doing two more this Sunday. Um, on, on the outside looking in. So I forgot to mention last week, Black Monday went on hiatus. Really strange thing to do. Middle of the season. Said it's going to return later this year. Not sure why they made that decision. Uh, Who Wants to Be a Millionaire? Still having fun with that show. Shaq Life. Liar. Uh, Defending Jacob. Uh, Blacklist. Last OG. And Dave. Um, so let's see here. So what about binges? What if you want to binge something this week? Top 10 binges. I've rolled a few things off the list just because they're getting a little bit old. I still confuse a little bit about where to put Quibi. Uh, so I've got Quibi here. Um, number 10, Dummy. We talked about that. Number nine, Flipped. We talked about that. Eight, Occupied, the Norwegian show. I did finish all three seasons this week. 
Um, really interesting show. Uh, and, and definitely it gives you the sense like this could happen, right? You could see how somebody would, you know, a small country would cut off the rest of Europe from, you know, their energy reserves and Europe goes in and, and invades them and takes over. And the intensity is all about how they're trying to get the Russians and Europe out of their country. Uh, without too much bloodshed. It's really, really interesting. It looks like they're going to try to do a season four. That feels like a stretch. Um, but I like this show. Seven is Future Man. Show makes me giggle. Don't know what to tell you. Money Heist at six. The Most Dangerous Game from Quibi at five. Tales from the Loop at four. Number three, The Baddest Ass Detective. Bosh. Number two is zero, zero, zero. And number one is Ozarks. Um, on the outside looking in, Tiger King, Hunters, Too Hot to Handle, why not? And Afterlife, I hope Afterlife gets a lot better. Bunch of stuff coming out this week. Uh, Ghost in the Shell, animated, I'll try to see that. Sanctuary, Penny Dreadful returns on Showtime on Sunday. Never Have I Ever, Mindy Kalish coming back with a new show. She's not in it. Uh, Normal People, Blind Spot premieres this week. Hollywood, new Ryan Murphy show. He's the Glee guy, American Crime Story, bringing back Darren Chris, who is the really creepy guy in uh, Assassination of Giovanni Versace. Um, trying, Upload, Extraction, that's a movie, Bad Education is a movie on HBO, Council of Dads and Reckoning. What's my movie of the week? The Beasties documentary, the Beastie Boys documentary. Leave it to the Beastie Boys to do the most original documentary I've ever seen. It's half stand-up comedy, half live performance, half documentary. Uh, just a really interesting way of doing it. These guys are so eloquent. These guys are so funny. These guys are so sharp. Um, if you aren't a Beastie Boys fan, you will be after watching this. Uh, and you don't have to be a Beastie Boys fan to watch this. It's just a really interesting story. But a bunch of friends. Obviously, one guy passes away. Um, just really, really well done. Can't say enough about it. Um, All-time binges. Uh, I do Blind Spot. You know, at least the first season, if not the last couple. It, it premieres this week, so you might as well catch up on it. Uh, Showtime, Binge Penny Dreadful. You know, get ready for, uh, uh, for the, new, uh, the new season. Uh, Netflix, I'm recommending End of the Fucking World. Two teenage serial killers go on a warpath. It's British. You always got to love that. And I'm also recommending Travelers. This is the guy that plays Will on Will and Grace. It's time travel, but it's good. It's well done. Uh, I think it's two seasons, maybe three. Great watch. Amazon Prime, Homecoming. This is with Julia Roberts. Half an hour show, really, really interesting about trying to help um, soldiers get over get over PTSD. And I'm also recommending Goliath with Billy Bob Thornton. Um, typical lawyer show. Billy Bob always plays a great drunken badass. Um, that's it for this week. Happy watching. Of course, stay safe. And... Uh, Watch some really, really great TV with a family and friends. This is Larry Goldman signing off.